0: That yeah. sound
1: check.
0: Ah <laughs> uh, yes.
1: Remember when the internet was the phone? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, no. uh, I'll be playing Carmen today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, it's not good
0: enough. <laughs> That's not good enough. <laughs> Why don't you pick a totally organic and non-forced topic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we can't specifically say. That. <laughs> we and can't specifically say.
3: <laughs> Let's and talk about that our social
0: security numbers.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but throwing axes at
2: a target sounds fun. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to throw it way too hard and have it bounce back at me and be terrified at that.
0: That's hmm. the best thing about sports places. The chance of death. That's what really That's gets what me going. That's what I look going. for
1: in all of my sports.
0: I think more sports should have sharp blades involved. Hey,
2: hockey, hockey's hockey got it down. Hockey, you know? Hockey's Ooh, doing yeah. it. And, and you're mean, they allowed
1: don't... to slam people into the walls.
2: Yeah, but you're not allowed to do anything with the blades themselves, which kind of defeats the
0: purpose. You don't play my street hockey. <laughs> It's very uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: street street, hockey? Hockey, street with, hockey, street hockey yeah. with ice skates ice on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the ice skates go the on sounds. your hands. <laughs>
3: just the
2: scraping of metal against asphalt.
0: Yeah, my heelys have two settings: <laughs> stun and kill.
2: <laughs> and welcome back to the Seventh Star to the Right podcast. This is session forty-four. Woo, we're doing Three. it, guys! How do you? Uh, how are you guys doing today?
0: Really, so good. Oh. <laughs> <There's>, yep. <laughs> Definitely not just average. D- yeah. Doing great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You got to be careful about having too many of those days in a row or you'll throw off your average. Too many good days in yep. a row? because mm. then your average will be higher and then you won't be able to say above average anymore. That'll just and then be you'll just the be, average. And then you'll
2: go below that average and you'll feel like shit. <laughs>
3: What a yeah. amazing
0: start <laughs> to the <a> podcast. <laughs> Don't feel too good, guys.
3: Watch out for it. No Kirsten worries. Job, how are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Completely and utterly average as completely, well?
1: Completely. I'm going to yeah. go with completely and utterly average. Yes. Profoundly.
2: I'm feeling like shit today. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to feel like shit, you know? Hmm. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, beautiful transition into what do you guys remember from last time? And we recorded two sessions last time. So, can you remember one from the one that just happened? Yes, session forty-three, and not session forty-two.
3: Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Then last time we we arrived on Fistos Mm -hmm. at Novavoxus, and we were on the roof, and we talked to, um, what's her name? We talked to her, a- Aletta Arispania. Oh. Yes, Aletta? Alita.
1: Okay, cool. It's, and then it's then spelled
2: Aletta, but I might say Alita sometimes. I apologize. Thank
1: you. I think you said Alita last time.
2: Yeah, it's a it's Aleta.
3: Aleta. Um And then there were some smoke bugs that were crawling around and smoking, and we killed them for money. We did. Yeah, you did
1: for seven thousand money.
2: Yeah, a credit, a uh, thousand credits for each. Each one that you killed. Yep. Claire so
1: we got a check for it. So I don't think we're ever seeing that money. I think so. We just wrote down on a paper
2: IOU. <laughs> no, you've got that really. money. You should absolutely have okay. that money now. Um there was like a check. There was there was money exchanged okay. for goods and services.
1: Okay. Um, I'll add that money to our
2: Claire killed three of them. Yeah. Uh and Micah killed four all at once with an explosion.
0: Claire was a um, champ. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no. She she was doing quite well. She was doing like the the breathing out when you're supposed to be shooting things, so that doesn't like your breath doesn't. Anywho, she's
0: not real. Jeff. She's
3: not... <laughs>
2: um, she didn't do that. <laughs> Don't fall in love. You just rolled. You
0: just rolled good. <laughs> Shush
2: you. Um. So that all happened. Um. Do you guys remember where we left off last session?
1: Yeah, we got to meet Doctor Lucius Leggett. Yes. And we basically walked in there, and then there was robot stuff. Okay. That's roughly, that That was. Yeah, I mean, you that's, that's what we go to. Have, yeah.
2: We could be a little bit more descriptive. <laughs> Never. All right.
0: That's your job. <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> well,
2: very true. So you guys came into his workshop, and it, it was very clear. Similarly to how, um, I want to say Lens 4, the one where you guys met Eddie, uh, it had all of these robotic parts just sort of laying about workbenches full of these these bipedal robotics and just with their innards sort of splayed out. And we had Lucius Leggett with his back uh, to you working on uh, a couple of these shards, right? Additionally, one other thing that happened right before um, you guys left, uh, Aletto walked over to one of the, the crumbly smoking corpses of the smokers, right? They were, mm-hmm. the, their innards were not, super squishy. There's more like rocky and dry, a lot drier than you would expect. Uh and she was able to procure a long, like the 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 length of probably like your index finger, thin cylinder um from the uh the the ashes. For um, like
0: 14 inches long. Yes. And spindly.
2: Yes. Perfect. Just per- yeah, exactly like your index finger, David. <laughs> <laughs> your, I'm, your I'm just not realizing. One, specifically the one on your left hand. The left one. The left one. The top yes. or bottom one. <laughs> the bottom one, of oh, course. Okay,
1: the one with all the spikes <laughs> on it. Come on, what is this amateur hour?
2: So she she recovered that from one of the corpses and was also going to ask. Um, Dr. Lucius Leggett about it. Uh, all right. I don't believe there was anything else major. Oh, yeah. You guys dropped off Arcus. Arcus paid you guys. <laughs> he
3: just left. Yeah, and he it just fucked so up. He, he went
2: into Nova
0: Voxus, and you guys were like, okay, see you, bye. <laughs> it was like, like an- we were actually an Uber for him. Like 100%. <laughs> I was like, all right, thanks. You can, right here is fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is exactly what happened. I mean, he didn't want
2: to overstay his welcome. It was great
1: because after that, then the people at the base started making a big thing of like, oh, why are you here? You could be spies. And like, we already let a... Let a yeah. bear man loose in their, in their city. So
2: <laughs> It appeared that Dr. Lucius Leggett did not go through the correct proper channels, Channels, the proper channels. And Aletta was not aware of your guy's arrival. And then I was also not aware that there was a fifth member of your party that was mm-hmm. no longer there. And was quite uh, upset about that. I think that's the best way to put it.
1: Yeah, but then it all worked out because we got attacked. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fun. We're and, best friends now. Yeah.
2: yeah. Everyone
3: yeah. forgot about that.
2: You guys are all right in her book. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we, we left off with Dr. Lucius legan I'll, I'll describe this man once more so we can get a, a fresh picture of him. He's a, a lanky, spindly man in a pristine lab coat. As he talks, his glasses are constantly sliding down his crooked nose. Uh, and when they are fixed, they merely start their journey down to this. The tip of his nose again, so he's constantly pushing them back up his face as he uh, talks. And he sports a well-kept but bushy silver beard. And this man, having just turned around with what Nona immediately recognizes as a shard of a true eye core, says, Ah, a letter. It was wonderful to see you. Absolutely wonderful. I, I came across a wonderful discovery at this very moment in time. And who are these fine gentle folks?
3: <laughs> Hello, hi. Hey, You're mostly ladies. <laughs> yes.
2: He he saw Alex first, and then saw everyone else, and so updated in the middle of his. You
1: correct work. that to gender neutral, please, sir.
3: <laughs> gentle folks. There you go. Hey, yeah, we um we're answering the um, quest. Quest, the request. The
2: request. Yes, re- re- the request. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Absolutely wonderful. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I, I, I suppose you guys have a uh, a ship so that we can travel into the Festosan wastes. Otherwise, we'll have to, you know, leg it and. Uh, As as much as my name perhaps implies that I am good at walking long distances, I am not actually, in fact, very good when it comes to the athletics. Uh,
0: Anywho. Yes, yes, uh, we do, in fact, have a ship, but, you know, just want to make sure that everything's okay in here. We are all set to go into a desert. And as he does that, Alex, making sure the paperwork, (laughs) you know, that has not been processed is okay, looks over towards uh, letter.
2: Uh, Aletta goes. Uh, all right. Um, first things first. Let's let's go over. We, we, I, I, you're a bit of a scatterbrain here, Lucius. Yes, yes, yes. I know quite quite a bit. Um, <laughs> first off, let's just talk about what what you have on that table right there. Can you please explain? Oh yes, as Well, to our friends here, I am I, not sure if you're familiar with the um, with the the, the pre tech uh, idea of a true AI. Is, is, is that is that correct? Uh, is that false? Nah, mm-hmm. never.
0: And, A little bit in passing.
2: Yes. Well, Um. so it appears that the. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> As Noda says nothing. It's not <laughs> just like, yes, Noda's just going to. Noda is going back to her whole like, say nothing and be like, hmm. And just nodding, like not saying, because, you know, she loves it when her NPCs ask her questions for her so she doesn't have to draw attention to herself. This is going great. Excellent. Now I don't have to deception.
2: <laughs> well, you see, I have reason to believe that at each one of these mega factories on Fistos was at one point in time a true AI core, and that the true AI were the overseers of these, these different factories, you see. And so, uh,
0: true AI that common
2: uh, well not not really it, it, it takes quite a bit to scour and actually find anything about other uh, the, 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 the the creation of these 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 creatures it was very difficult you see in order to create such a creature a um, completely mechanical living being um well the fact that there were at the very least four of them well, one can assume that these different factories, we've gone over the schematics, they are effectively replicas of one another. And within the housing of this Voxis is one of those cores. Sadly, it, it broke some time ago, and uh, we, we've been uh, slowly making our way and understanding what they were doing and how they were running this entire facility. You see that uh, there are quite a few things that are going on here that... Um, it uh, could be improved or or at the very least have more of of the actual turbines and the different factories and mines actually working and having these through ai um with their expansive expansive knowledge and and uh, uh, attention they are able to run these entire factories as an overseer quickly checking in and splitting their focus among all these different places now this is not something that a single person can do no offense, uh, Aletta, I know you're doing your best. And she's just like, has her arms crossed and is just taking this all in. This is obviously um, information that is is relevant and useful to her. And he, uh, and uh, Lucius continues, well, you see here, and he takes out this shard. And the, the, the shard itself is probably like a, a sliver or so about the size of your thumb. Mm-hmm. I'm going off of the size of my hands right now because these are... These, these hands are what I have in front Which of right me. right in front of you. Yeah. Like so
1: in describing stuff.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, um, eight inch long. <laughs> yes, eight inches long. Um, oh, I hate you. <laughs> and he takes this this device that seems very, very sleek. It has uh, these, these two wires that come out on either side of it. And he presses either one of these wires to one end of the shard and when he does that this this teal this teal color within this shard this pale teal just starts to light light up and start to have this inner glow within it very similar to what you saw from Nona when she had her core out or uh Quinn when you were talking to her just this innate glow behind it and he says, what I have here is called a metometer, you see. And it is able to both generate metadimensional energy such that it passes through different materials. And it can measure the resistance of different materials and how well it is at um, passing this metadimensional energy, similar to like a voltometer, but, you know, for instead of electricity, for metadimensional energy. And this right here, this true AI core, as as I believe it to believe, because during our readings, uh, during my readings, I've found that um, the true AI is some combination of these these different crystalline structures of unknown origin or creation, and additionally, some kind of flow within it, a metadimensional flow specifically. So as humans, we have brains, which are just a combination of cells which passes electronic like signals from one to another, whereas a true AI core is some other kind of material passing meta metadimensional energy signals from one part of its core to another.
1: Um, I would like to look at this shard of teal core mm-hmm. um, and see if I can sort of tell what broke it, not necessarily what broke it, but we were discussing earlier with uh, the Senna project, the idea that Mm -hmm. it overloaded and it shattered along fault lines. And so I'm looking for evidence that this is that or something different.
2: Yes, Um, can you make are you, are you actively doing this in front of him in order to take a yeah. good look? Okay, so yeah, you're, you're just, just like sort of coming over. Okay,
1: I mean, he was like, come look at this glowy shit. Yeah, and so then and you're, yeah. You, I'm just so, looking at the glowy shit.
2: Can you make a uh, intelligence, I'm gonna say program check.
1: Candy? That's the thing that I'm good at, you guys. <laughs> Ooh, that would be a 13.
2: 13, so... When you were talking to Zix before, he they mentioned uh, a couple of different things um, that there is obviously the, these two parts of um, true AI. There is the, the substance itself, which is still a little bit unknown, clearly to, to Dr. Lucius Leggett, as well as to yourself, um, that you only know as these crystals. And then there is this flow of metadimensional energy, and it's the combination of these two things which creates a true AI. And specifically with Senna, there were enough of these inconsistencies, these flaws within this material that when the metadimensional energy was trying to brought into it, caused the material to become brittle and shatter. So a lot of the the breaks came along those flaws. And as you look at this core in front of you, or the shard of this core, mm-hmm. and uh, as you as you were brought over, there are uh, a, a myriad of, of different sized shards that seem to have been placed on this workbench. It doesn't appear to be all one thing. Like looking at, it's just a bunch of different flecks. So it, it appears that the majority of what once constituted this core is not here at the moment. Um, but what you can gather from the specs that are there and you look for those same kind of flaws, there are flaws similar to Quinn. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, where you see the breaks within the shard, near the edge of the shard, is not where you see these flaws. And it doesn't appear to be along any particular route of flaws. So the best you could surmise with the, the flex that you see in front of you is something different than what happened to Senna, happened to this core.
1: All right. I'm going to turn to Dr. Leggett and say, what what broke it?
2: Well, um, it was broken before we got here. I'm not entirely sure how well you are familiar with the uh, fistosan history, but um, Fistos didn't used to have any, any humans uh, pre-Scream. Uh, Post-Scream, there was a colony ship that um, made its land from pre-Scream times, there was a whole mess of things that happened uh, after that, uh, but we don't need to get into that. But effectively, we found these factories like this. Um uh, Apparently, there was some great battle. Um, I'm not entirely sure of the specifics. You can certainly ask. Aletta, her family grew up in one of these, so she may know a little bit more. And Aletta's just like not paying attention to this part because it's her history and she doesn't really care. Uh, she's very much looking forward into the future. Um, but so, yes, um, it, it was, it, it, we came here and it was broken. Um, the, the core itself stands about a, a person tall and perhaps a two or so wide. Um, and uh, there was some large force that impacted it into its center, causing the entirety of it to uh, shatter. Completely and utterly, um, and uh, my my quick investigation into whether or not we could rebuild it using the the current materials uh, seems to be um, without getting into details. I don't believe it's possible once the core is shattered. To in order for it to be reformed,
0: but um, even though it broke, it still has this energy that you're attempting to measure inside of it.
2: It doesn't have the energy. Specifically, this metometer is able to generate a small amount of metadimensional energy and cause it to flow. What what I'm finding out here is that these shards are still very reactive to metadimensional energy. And I'm almost positive now that what we found within the depths of Novavoxis was, in fact, a true AI core.
3: <gasps> and
2: it is absolutely, utterly exciting.
3: So, uh... This has to do with what you hired us for?
2: Uh, Well, um, partially. Uh, You see, uh, there are lines that go from this factory somewhere into the Vastassin Wastes. I'm not entirely sure what these lines are for, but they seem to be able to carry some kind of information. So I was wondering if there was some kind of network, and we could perhaps find a little more information about what our friend here, who lived here so many years ago, was actually doing.
0: Huh. Great. Great. So we're uh, we're taking you down the road, assuming we're going to, we're, we're doing this. And I look over at everybody, I look over at Alara, and I'm like, if if we're, you know, it is all on the up and up.
2: Oh, I, I have the contract right here. And he starts going uh, back into uh, a, a desk and starts rummaging through papers.
0: Also, while you're looking through papers, can I get a copy of the NDA I signed just to like go over everything? Because I learned a lot today.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, this was this... Uh, each one of these uh, factories has this information, so it is effectively already known by all of the other factories. It doesn't really matter. Although specifically the fact that it is true AI, I'm not entirely sure if other people do know.
0: So that. maybe a, cop- maybe so a perhaps, copy. So perhaps a- <laughs>
2: perhaps we should write up an NDA. And he looks over at Aleta, who just has her face in her hands and is just like massaging her temples. Um. I- yeah. Um. So. Sorry you didn't sign the NDA before that.
0: No, we signed Please. one on the way in. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you had a super special
2: oh. uh, factory. Oh, excellent. Basis one. Brian, yeah. Brian is on top of his, his thing. Brian today. is so on top of <laughs> his things. <laughs> okay, So uh I'm completely okay with this. Just wished it was ran by me a little bit sooner, Lucius. And he looks over and goes, yes, yes, yes. And his, do like a little hand wave over while he continues to page through all of his documents. And she goes, so you guys are, are free to be around here. Uh, there is still the matter of your friend. Um, what is his name? I'll try and track him down and figure out what's going on here. His name uh, is Argus. Uh
0: huh. And we told was, we told you already that he went over to the Firefang, So uh, right. your, it's your uh, probably in your best interest. Sorry if that came off like really snooty this, this or whatever. Um, no, no, but no, yeah, yeah. yeah you, it, you can probably find him there.
2: Excellent. Uh, I will do that. Make sure everything's on the up and up. Try and run his information around anyone else that perhaps worked for Wycliffe or any of the other East Haven. Or... Okay. Um, oh, yes. Uh, doctor, can you take a look at this? And she procures the, um, the thin silver cylinder from her pocket. And uh, hands it over to a very curious Dr. Lucius. And he starts going over and he says, fascinating.
0: It's a stick. It's a stick. (laughs) A silver stick. Where did you find
2: this silver (laughs) stick?
1: Dear God. Dear (laughs) God. And
2: she shares the information of where she found it. And she's like, oh, wonderful. Excellent. I have no idea... What it does, but I, I, I can certainly take a look into it after I, of course, get back from my little uh vacation with these fine gentle folk here. Yes,
3: I'm Alex. Oh yes, and hey, Micah.
1: No, no, Claire. <laughs> God damn it! Every time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: well, um, yes. Well, I, I suppose we can. We can be off then, I suppose. Unless there are anything there's there's something that you guys would like to do in, in this wonderful Oh wait. I do you, would you like to see the core?
0: I'm so afraid yes. of this man. Uh <laughs> I'm yes. fine.
2: And so he just starts like moving things aside. Very clearly there was a door at the back of this uh workshop that has had some things sort of pushed up in front of it to give him some space and he just starts moving tables out of the way and opens up a door and says come on and it is dark and dingy and he just disappears Nona into the abyss right
0: there like I, I don't understand how every scientist we meet is just so interested about the research maybe that's my fault maybe that's a fault in me Alex just kind of muttering to himself <laughs> I've never been excited about anything the way these people are excited about everything we showed
1: them well, you're a broken man. <laughs> did, did, did
2: Did Noda actually say that?
1: Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, he he, uh,
2: he seems like he's just really excited about true huh?
3: Yeah, he's a lot. Okay, <laughs> this this might be a a long job, even if it's a short day. Um, and so
2: uh, Aletta um says goodbye to you, fine folk, as you dive deeper down into the abyss. D- and Don't forget the copy of the NDA,
1: please. Yeah, we want to know what we signed.
2: Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll send it off to you. I'll make okay. sure Lucia says
1: Okay, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling down a
0: tunnel. <laughs> Why is this the way to get to the call?
2: <laughs> so, uh, this appears to be um, just a winding tunnel. There's uh, steps down and down and down and then you, you feel that his workshop was on like near the base of the structure, if I, if you guys remember correctly. This is a very tall structure. The first couple of levels are multiple stories high with almost like buildings that are in between each of these levels. As it starts to go higher and higher up, it actually starts to have windows so that it is actually internal. Dr. Lucius Leggett's workshop is on the ground floor. And um, as you go down and down, it gets, you know... Damper and sort of that that feeling that you get when you're in a cave or you start to go down into like a dark and dingy place. It winds around a lot. There are so are we like
1: spiraling in general? Both physically and emotionally. I was just wondering, like, if it, it feels more like a. It's more like somebody's like a, like a, a... labyrinth yeah. than
2: a spiral, like. You walk past openings to other places that you would assume are are for different like kinds of facilities or different parts of the um the, the mega structure. Guessing
1: nothing's well labeled.
2: No, no, no. It, def- it definitely has like uh, security box oh. pointing this direction, and also like <laughs> you are mines here. in this direction.
0: Fire escape exit.
2: Just <laughs> all pointing the opposite it's direction. Emergency exit.
0: Yeah. Um, is it one long staircase I were taking or is it like a staircase down to a floor, like a random floor? And then he takes us down a couple of hallways and to a yeah, different staircase. It, it, yeah.
2: It's a staircase and then you're on flat and you take like a right, then a left. And it's, it's very winding the path that you, but that it, it's sucks. very clearly there's like a, a, um, a grid almost. So it doesn't like curve around. It is very, um, orthogonal. hmm and uh, after what feels like quite a bit following this madman into the depths of this mega, uh, mega factory, you arrive at a very large and very reminiscent place. You see the, the, the inside of this room is almost a, a giant pill. Is big cylinder, large domed ceiling, you guys step out onto a catwalk above a curved floor. The walls are filled with these different monitors and wires going in between in each and every one of them. And in the middle of this room is a tall cylinder with scaffolding around it. Uh, The top of said cylinder seems to have been pushed over almost, and only the bottom of it with its sharp edges pointing up is the part still standing. And you can actually see, Nona, you specifically see the cylinder part. where So you walked in Mm -hmm. and halfway up this, or what would be halfway up this cylinder, there seems to be some kind of impression such that a very large force was imparted at the exact center of this cylinder, causing it to break in half. And it looks a lot like Quinn and the setup that was in Glaza 5 with these wires coming out of the cylinder and plugging into the walls itself and all of these monitors but there is no inner glow within this cylinder. It is effectively just a pile of quartz.
1: Um. So two questions. One, this one's teal, yeah?
2: Yep, a pale teal.
1: Right, okay. And then, so we've got the, something hit it right in the center. Is there, I'm. I would like to look for any signs of like, explosion burn marks that sort of thing like was it mechanical was it i don't i don't know how your sci-fi world works yeah, but yeah. like i remember we discussed way back in the day like burn marks different lasers do that that's yeah, of thing. yeah like so basically a I'm trying a to figure out what could have
2: what what it looks like is um almost think of a uh what are they called a hydraulic press almost sure that was latched or at the very least maybe it wasn't like latched to it but some mechanical force not not anything from an explosion or small arms fire this seems to have been a mechanical device that was pressed into this core with such force to cause it to absolutely shatter. And not just the core itself, as you focus on both the upper part that has been pushed over as well as the uh, lower part that still stands, there are cracks that run through this entire core. Effectively, it may be, it may look like two separate pieces, but in fact, it is many many pieces now that are just kind of lying together. Mm-hmm. Like um, it is not just one and one, which is something that you can do, Nona. Like you shave off a portion of your core. Right. And keep it. There's something that happened that caused just the, the, the integrity of the crystal to completely shatter. Right. So some kind of very heavy-handed
0: force. Doctor, this is very... Very impressive. Did this used to be one single piece of crystal or is there any sign that they tried to put it together? It's
2: it if we we could we can I I have taken a look at the 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 the, the broken part, the, the part that is lying down, and we can very clearly trace some of the parts, the jagged bits of that on the bottom of that one to the top of this one. They were at one point one large cylinder. Um, obviously, uh, when it comes to true AI, eventually you would like to be able to get it down to you know something human size. But perhaps this was an early form of 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 true AI where they weren't able to house such an immense being within something fist sized that could fit inside. I don't know a chest or a head.
0: Yes, but at some points this was whole, and it had to be brought here. Is it? mind that way is it synthetically it's it's one whole material yeah so yes
2: yes this is the the interesting part i've actually been able to decipher some of the elements used to put together these cores now it is a very very time consuming process i would assume uh, what i hypothesize you see is that they are done in layers so a layer of some kind of liquid is placed first. And then there is some form of material science or programming that actually goes into each layer. And then as that happens, that layer solidifies and lines up with the rest of the structure underneath it. And you keep going on top and on top and on top and on top until you have the full structure of the true AI core. Now, very clearly, they could have Try to do this smaller, but it, it also needs to be able to hold this metadimensional energy, which is an energy that we still don't fully understand. And I'm not even sure they fully understand in that time. And they were building you know, side gates and whatnot. But it's a fascinating process that obviously would have taken years and hundreds and hundreds of man hours to even design this process.
1: None of would normally be listening to this with rapt attention, she's distinctly not. I think she's actually gone a little bit quiet and is just sort of standing over in kind of a corner of the room. Uh, contemplative.
0: Yeah. And uh, the layer of materials, that you think that all of that material came from Fistos? I know that it's a materially rich planet, no?
2: It, yeah, it absolutely is. It has very a uh, unique metals. Yeah. Um, as for the actual building, I, I, I don't fully uh, know. Um I haven't done a full uh evaluation of Phistos as a planet. My best guess though was that these were created elsewhere and then were brought here, but um these 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 whole facilities appear that they were designed for for these these factories and mines, or so perhaps there was some organization or some Company way, way back pre scream era, where they um found Phistos in its abundant materials and decided that they would build these megastructures for these Troy AI to hollow out and remove the these materials and then actually also perform manufacturing within the uh the the, the factories themselves and then export that. So it appears nothing that Fistos itself was not in, made to be inhabitable by humans but really just a mine governed by true AI it's it's absolutely fascinating uh, are are you all uh, familiar at all with um Aeon and the Aglani system
0: no
3: mm, nope.
2: well uh, this is why i am so interested in this so Aeon i i come from Aeon uh mm-hmm. specifically from uh, accompanied by the name of Cyber, Silverlight Systems, you see. And Aeon is a wonderful place for roboticists. It is governed by a court of virtual intelligences. Virtual intelligences, they are unbiased. They can only do what they believe is right um, and how they were programmed to do. And so the people of Aeon decided, rather than put their faith in someone who was flawed, as all humans are. We put it in the hands of a machine, one that has algorithms and understands and does not change or go away from those algorithms, but can still be flexible enough to apply logic in different situations. And so we have a a, a company of a court of, of virtual intelligences and um, my, my company, Silverlight Systems, uh, came across some documentation uh, written up by Dr. Samantha Calvin about the creation of these true AI, you see. And... Um,
0: I'm sorry, who's Dr... Uh, what, what was it, Calvin?
2: Uh, Dr. Samantha Calvin is the, one of the progenitors of true AI as we know it, she, um, along with uh, uh, a few others, uh, a, a Torque by the name of Dricht, as well as uh, her her husband, uh, Dr. Kyle Reed, were able to actually put together and create true AI. And you see that the, the Terran mandate, um, a, a, a long lost uh, governmental body, did not particularly care for um, these true AI and so, not many of them exist today because of that.
0: That's uh, a lofty goal to try to emulate this. What's? I'm sorry, but what what is the end goal of all of this—to create a true AI and then, and then what? Like, just have them run the factory again, or?
2: Well, that that, that is part of the intention. We've we've, we've tried to. Um, uh, apply a uh, VI into this, but uh, a VI does not have the same cognitive capabilities that a true AI has. And while VIs are very useful in cer- certain circumstances, they um, aren't particularly adept at learning and adapting. Uh, that's one of the reasons why the court at Aeon has a, a a a group of VI and is voted out and in depending on whether we believe in what that particular VI is actually saying anymore. And so this, this true AI, it, it's, I, I can't speak to what they were doing pre-Scream, but the reason why I am so interested in it is it, me, in creating something that is mechanical, we might be also able to learn something about ourselves, you see.
0: I I think I do, but... I guess at the end of the day, I'm a person of paper and and people, um, so it sounds to me like you're trying to create a person. Is that right to you, or, or what do you think? It's certainly an inter- interesting question.
2: And um, I don't believe that at the end of the day, if we were to be able to create a true AI, that... We should force it to do anything.
0: And what does Aletta think of that?
2: Well, you see, she she found me and my my work in uh, the Silverlight Systems, and she she brought me here specifically for this purpose. I, I haven't had um, much of, of, of her discussion on the topic. We're still so very far away. It is certainly a, an, an interesting philosophical question to have. Um,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, honestly, I'm trying to fill time while we try to decide uh, when you'll be ready to go. It seems like you're in the middle of a lot of important research. Oh, not at all.
2: Well, it is very important research, and I am in the middle of it, but uh, this is also a very important discovery, so I, I, I've discussed with you that there's these transfer lines into a, an area in the Phastosyn Wastes, and this is not a place where you could just Walk well. I suppose you can because it is. It's, it's there's no body of water that you, you couldn't swim because the Fossan wastes are um, mostly just land and rocks. And
0: I'm sorry. What? <laughs> uh,
2: sorry, it's uh, about a third of the way across the planet. So it would take uh, a, a many months walking there, which is why I asked for someone with a starship which uh, I, I, I suppose that's where you came in from, so we can certainly take that starship to this location. It would merely take a couple of hours in order to get there. Um, the particular area is not um, well-known, where well, there's not a ton of adventures into the Festosan Waste because they are dead uh, and dangerous, and so there's not a whole lot of great knowledge great. about what's out there.
0: Great. So, uh, when would you like to leave? Do you want to try to get the, while well, the sun's out and brave the heat or are we waiting for nightfall? Are there things that go, that pile around at night? Do you uh, have a preference? Mm,
2: not particularly. I, uh, there are a, a few different types of creatures that we uh, are, are, know, are known to us. They're m- being given very descriptive names. I, um, there's uh smokers and screamers and whelps and worms and ah spitters yes those those fine folk um we likely would like to go out during the the morning so that we could actually see what we're doing um thephaistocin wastes don't have a ton of light, you see, and um if we turn on a light for us to be able to see that means uh things will be able to see us, okay. Which Thanks. maybe want to keep down to a to a minimum, so to speak.
0: All right. So maybe we'll leave sometime tonight. Get there a couple hours later when the sun is just coming is uh, coming up. Hopefully, not get hit by too much light. Micah, Nona, sound good?
2: Yeah. Hey, that, that sounds. I'm oh,
1: still just standing in the corner.
2: That, that sounds uh, delightful for me. I will. I'll make sure that I am ready to go by uh four hundred, as a letter says.
0: Great.
3: Sure.
2: All right. Synchronized well. Watches. Excellent. If you want any more uh, discussion around uh, true AI or uh, the different applications therein, I am always interested in in sharing this very interesting knowledge with with whomever uh, would lend an ear.
0: Great. Well. Uh, if there's nothing else?
2: I suppose okay. we'll meet up in the morning then. I will. I will uh, meet you. I, I suppose you'll sleep on your ship, and I will just knock on the door in order to be left in to, to ready to go uh, uh, early tomorrow. What's fuss? Yeah. Excellent. Well, it was an absolute delight meeting all of you, Alex, Micah, Nona, Claire. And he he goes um, back to just taking a, a look at the, um, the the true AI core and actually has pulled out this metometer and started like placing it in different parts and causing different parts. Of different <laughs> shards to glow. And it's very clear that when he touches parts of it, it's only a section that glows. Never is he able to actually light up in the entire half of the cylinder.
1: Nona's but, actually going to see him start doing that. And she's going to come over and she's going to say, stop. I, I'm sorry? I. She, She's dead. You're you're performing science experiments on on a, de- a dead a thing that was living and it's dead now and they built it and they
0: Alex they, goes up and puts a hand on her shoulder. Yeah.
1: They put it here to do a job and and it it was probably very good at its job and it didn't mean anything to anybody and they just, they came down here and they broke all right, it. All
0: right, all right, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, I... No, it's fine, Doctor. It's just, it's, it's been a really long journey. No, um, no. Shall we? Okay. All right, we'll see you in the morning.
2: Yes, yes, um, yeah, we'll see you in the morning. Yes, absolutely. All
0: right. And Alex, no, no idea how to get out properly, but is, is going <laughs> to just gonna kind gonna of try. very gently lead the way out of the out of the big room. Things
2: are are, are well labeled um. <laughs> <laughs> in this part of book. Yeah. Of the. Um, and so you're able to make it out just fine. Um, it was it was a lot of there were some turns, but a, a lot of it very straight, a lot of straight down and all of that. Um, and you're able to make your way out, uh, out back out into sort of the, the courtyard area where the launch pad is. And so, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to go explore? Do you want to just hang out in the um, the Phoenix? Uh, you probably have, I want to say, it, it's probably like mid evening, so the sun is starting to go down a little bit. Uh, but uh too early for dinner kind of deal
0: yeah alex is gonna as long as nona is uh having some trouble is just kind of gonna bundle her into like the kitchen area just someplace comfortable good enough to kind of sit and 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 get around there and quiet um and he's gonna check really quickly around the kitchen for bugs for anything like I don't know if somebody got into. Hmm. This, this place cares a lot about secrets and information and stuff. So Alex is gonna do a run sober to make sure nobody's like planted a listening device. Okay, how how thoroughly are you doing this? Um, if Nona it doesn't offer like anything, then Alex is just gonna quietly go around the do kitchen a quick area. look, yeah. like
2: maybe take apart the the smoke detector, make sure there's nothing in yeah. there, like just the small things, not like actually breaking things over, turning it over. Um, can, okay, can you make, uh, an, I'm going to say, an intelligence notice. Yeah, an intelligence notice check, I think, is the all best right. way to do this.
0: I wrote 3d6 and dropped the lowest. 11.
2: So you scour all over this this area, and you are unable to turn up anything. But you feel... Pretty confident that uh, if there were anything in here, it would have been in the places that you checked pretty thoroughly. So you, you're pretty confident that this is un, an unbugged area of the ship.
1: Cool. I'm I'm sorry about what. I I I just I I. I, I saw that and I just I kept seeing Quinn and I kept seeing Claire and
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's um bodies and cadavers and the like are upsetting when you're you know, not used to them and still after. Um so it's totally fine, totally okay.
1: That that might have been my sister. I, I suppose we'll we'll never know but
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that might have been family and it's just it's so hard sometimes to remember that yeah you know, I was told in the, in the very beginning that true AI are things that people don't like and if they find them they will you know attempt to destroy them but you all have been so nice and you know, with the the Paragon freelancers and Quinn seem to be getting along okay and she can't even hide the fact. And so I just, I forgot, I forgot that there's, there's people out there that, that want to hurt us and it's, it's just hard.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Claire will, um, tenderly sit down next to you, Nona, and just kind of.
3: Rest her head on your shoulder.
1: Do the head back thing.
3: Yeah. Are you alright doing this job for this guy?
1: Yeah, I will I will be okay. Um I I will be okay. I will be able to do this. And it I I don't blame him. He's not the one who did it, and it is. Fascinating technology, technology that I would like to learn more about myself, but the world is a scary place sometimes.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. I, um... God, I don't have a better time to bring this up because uh, he'll be here in the morning and I want to be able to talk about this briefly. And I'm okay if the answer is no. Um, Glazor 5 needs components. They wanted us to ask to try to form a trade route. Glazor 5 has Quinn. This person is interested in true AI. There's in my head a very clear trade route that can happen, some kind of exchange of information for goods, some talking points. Do we want to maybe let Quinn know and see if she's comfortable with this? Maybe bring it up with uh, I don't know Rodano or d- do that. It's just I, I was thinking about that and I wanted to bring it up but d- shit. Yeah.
1: I, I think I think that's a good idea. Um I think that we should make sure that Dr. Leggett is somebody who could be trusted, but he does seem very interested in not breaking true AIs, which I appreciate breaking in the physical sense, which I, which I very much appreciate. So that, that could be good.
3: Yeah. He seems like he's got good intentions and maybe just doesn't appreciate some of, uh, you know, the, the ramifications of, you know, really thinking about it like a, like a person, like you were talking about before, but he doesn't seem like a bad guy.
0: Mm, yeah yeah there's a lot of excitability there and that can go that can go a lot of ways uh so i wanted to bring that up uh and obviously we don't have a way of contacting anybody on glass of five at the moment right when a wrong system right jeff
2: yeah um you could theoretically do like some kind of snail mail where you get there's a similar, what what are they called, like Pony Express, where you basically hire someone to have like an encrypted USB drive and then deliver that USB drive to Glazow 5. Um, theoretically, that is something that you could do, but it would take on the order of like a week in order to to get to them, yes. possibly a little bit faster if they decide to trim the course and they have higher, a stronger spike drives than you guys have.
1: I have a dangerous question. Yeah, um, we do still technically have that communication thing um, that was originally attached to the ship by Aaron Version mm-hmm. that has the capability, I believe, of communicating faster across things.
2: Uh, that was actually not the case. Okay, um, it was
1: or like recording or something.
2: Yes, okay. that that is how he got in contact with you guys. Once you turned on the the system, it seemed like there was some pre recorded message that was sent. Um, this is it, it's it's like a, a big beacon slash cell phone tower that okay. this this that that object is. So um, it effectively means that anyone within the system with uh, the right kind of res- receiver could talk to you guys. Sure but not across right. systems.
1: Sounds good.
0: All right. So, I mean, at this rate, it would take us about the same amount of time to finish up what we're doing here, maybe go back to Glasgow 5, pass off the information, let them decide what to do, and, and maybe let them kind of take the lead on that trade. So um, that's what I'm in favor of.
1: I think that's fair. I think that maybe we... I think that maybe we send the message in case we get unexpectedly delayed, and then if we beat it there, so be it. There is a question trade-off, of course, of secrecy and whatnot, but...
3: Yeah, I mean, they are trying to stay kind of off the grid, so to speak, so we need to give somebody... I mean, do we have their... I guess we have their coordinates, because we're able to find them when we want to. Yeah, we know the last system. Yeah, and and Virgin found them somehow. So you know they have that. Yeah, even if it's something encrypted, I think I'd rather not send that message with somebody else. Because when I mean, we're talking about pretty sensitive information for everyone involved, but especially yeah, I don't think that Rodano would want someone else finding out about Quinn. Yeah. Okay. Okay,
0: we'll hold off. Tell them ourselves, keep this open and we go to Quinn first. Yeah, yeah, yes, great. Um, Nona, didn't Joyce hand you like
2: a thing with some crystals in it? If, yes, if obviously, I, I, I know we don't necessarily trust him right now, maybe if we do later, he seems to have some knowledge. And at the very least, has that metometer or whatever he was calling it that might help us like learn a little bit more about what that whole thing is. This is a
1: fair point.
0: How much does a metometer cost?
1: <laughs> I and
0: can we find have one? I no. And also, would clue. we know
1: what to do with it if we
0: got it? It looked like he was just kind of touching. And stuff was glowing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't yeah. explode.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it is use is very similar to like a, a voltometer, like an electric uh, uh like electricity where you touch two parts of the system so you can see like the voltage that goes across um and stuff like that, and also is able to check like resistances so he understands like how well how conductive different materials are to metadimensional energy and stuff like that. So
0: that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um I don't know. I feel like Showing up with that that same material that he's studying leads to a lot of questions, but I'm totally happy to spying on to to play around with little DIY station.
1: Yes, I was purposefully deceptive when he asked about how much one knew about true AI. You so did I believe great. he is mm-hmm. under the impression that we do not know that.
0: Flawless acting all <laughs> around. I, I think
1: I found it. Turns out, if you don't say stuff a lot sometimes a lot better than lying about it because I am not good at that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah just just a thought it's a good thought very good yeah
1: Um. thanks (laughs) (laughs) all right all right don't be weird about it it's it's fine
0: (laughs) um and then he like pats her on the back to make sure she knows that I'm joking uh all right yeah anything else
3: team Yeah, guess we should rest up a little bit. Or wait, it's like before dinner time still. Yeah. Okay. Still a little bit.
0: What are we having?
1: Oh God, not this again! I can make spaghetti again. (laughs) Love
0: spaghetti. (laughs) Declare spaghetti. Amazing. Okay. Great. Um. One, two, three. All
2: right. So, Uh, but
0: uh, before we're leaving, uh, Alex is gonna just kind of like tap Nona. And go, um, it's scary out there. um, And those are totally valid and real feelings to have. Um, But if there's any comfort in knowing that we will never do that, we'll never hurt you. And if it comes to it, we will stop anybody who's trying to. And that's really all we can do about about these fears. It's
1: scary out there; it's not scary in here.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's.
1: Thanks. Okay.
0: Cool. I think that there was a Halloween joke in there somewhere, but I did. You know, timing is everything.
2: All right. So you guys uh, have the the rest of the night to do with it as you see fit. If you guys don't have anything in particular that you really want to do, just sort of resting up, we can just skip ahead to the next morning. Um, do people have anything that they want to do?
1: Hold on. Let me check my notes.
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: gosh. Um. So, oh, hey, a thing. Yeah. We're on Fistos now.
2: You sure are.
1: There was that whole thing with EDI 246 where I was building a thing so I could put him back together In more or less his original state. Right. I don't have to mess with that now.
2: So there there were two parts of that. There was one getting a a robot that actually could fit the VI sort of Mm -hmm. thing. And then there was also putting together the drives in such a way that you could read them as well as would be used by him.
1: So I might be crossing my sources a little bit but we did get the um uh direct. We did get that information from somewhere. I thought that was vaguely Yeah, yeah right. I hacked and I got got one question.
2: Yeah, because the due to the nature of how the the data is stored on this, it's not like a bunch of different logs. It's more of associations. So you were trying to asso- find associations with, like, Dr. Samantha Calvin where she might go after something like right. this. And so you found, like, there are a couple of people in her life that she cares about, and Dricht, who seems to have got to Deimos... Right. Um, ...was, like, a, a possible lead. But it was also very, like... Uh, I can't think of the right word. Uh, amorphous? Like, it, it didn't say, like... She never said yes, I'm going to do this thing. It was more of like a, this is a person that she cares about Mm -hmm. that seemed to be alive at this time and that she could theoretically go to for um, assistance.
1: Well, we do have, a, I think, a decent amount of evidence that she was at least here at one point. So I believe I'm less concerned about, I, I will want to eventually, you know, just to learn more about her and that sort of thing. But I think the bigger concern is sort of, reactivating this vi kind of deal um i think my original plan was put him back together as close to how he actually was Mm -hmm. so like box with i don't have a mechanical arm maybe i do but like in box form have a quick chat with him see if he wants to be in a body and then potentially transition him over into a body
2: okay yeah um and so that, that, the housing for the memory, I think, was the thing that we were getting mm. stuck on because right now, if you just stuck his chip onto something, he wouldn't have the memory as, or the, the memories that he had before. So yeah. there's a question of, would that really be EDI? 246? Yeah, no, we're
1: dodging that existential <laughs> thing. I am messing with that. I would like to put him and his memories all together in the same place. Yeah,
2: so you can certainly start on that. I don't think you'd be able to finish it tonight.
1: it. Um, really but find a couple
2: of nights of working on it, just sitting I think there you'd be inserting
1: to, the chips into the box. <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 building the box, building the housing, building all the connections, yep. and like all of that. Yep, yep, yep. You can certainly so do that. That's what we're doing. Claire's going to go continue doing target practice.
0: Alex just kind of goes through his bag, um, makes sure everything's in order, Uh, makes sure his med kit's organized with, like, Lazarus patches all the way at the top. Mm -hmm. It's still revelry in his bag. I think he kind of, like, pauses at it and then closes the bag and keeps them in there.
3: Mike is going to hang outside the ship for a while. Are there, like... Is there star view or anything out like after sun goes down on Fistos?
2: Yeah, after the sun goes down, um, there's quite a few lights on within the, the megastructure itself. So it does, there's a little bit of light pollution, um, but you do see the, the stars um, quite a bit. Not as much as you would like in the Fistos and Wastes, but yeah, it's, it's a nice little view.
3: Yeah, I'm going to chill out there for a little bit before turning in.
2: Cool. Uh, All right. So the night comes. People who need to sleep go to bed. Nona continues to work on the thing. Is
1: there internet here? Yeah. (laughs)
2: Claire,
3: (laughs) go to bed.
1: Yes.
3: (laughs) I'm going to Um, say yes.
1: I, I was just interested in potentially gaining more information about the... At least the ones I can remember. The list of monsters that Dr. Leggett casually threw out there. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, you yeah. know.
2: Doing some read-up, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, we've got
1: a pretty good idea of what smokers are. There was also screamers. And I missed a bunch of them. <laughs>
3: Spitters.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm. Boomers,
3: chargers. <laughs> yeah, you know. Jockeys. Movers, shakers. Goths. So. Mischief makers. <laughs> Uh,
2: he mentioned several in passing. Uh, right. You're able to find some information about this. So, smokers, you're already aware of these, those, these turtle-like creatures. They can climb. Um, they tend to billow smoke from their porous shells. Uh, you have uh, screamers, which are given that name due to the fact that when they charge at you, the trunk appendages on their backs... Let out a trumpet noise. Um, these things are, are massive. <laughs> yeah, kinda. M- more more like a, an elephant, like a
1: mm.
2: kind of deal. Got it.
0: That was good. Um, yeah, this
1: is a good elephant. You gotta
0: do that every time. Thanks.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Screamers! <laughs> on, on the off chance, we actually buy one of these. Just in case.
2: Mm. Um, sounds, sounds unlikely.
3: There.
2: there are things called uh, spitters, which are these um, long-legged, lizard-like things that have a tendency to jump and hawk napalm-like loogies at their prey.
0: Great. God bless yeah. Perfect.
2: There are whelps, which are some kind of scaled birds. <laughs> That's
0: it. <laughs> There's nothing special about them.
2: Because um, when you
1: see them, you go, well, fuck.
2: <laughs> that they... Uh, A fully grown whelp is considered a worm. Um, And these things are uh, bulbous lizards that kind of float based off of the gases within them, but also grow like (laughs) quite big. Oh, yeah. So uh,
1: big mood.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And they, they, they locomote by effectively having combustion sort of. And spitting it out behind them, kind of like a just a goddamn rocket ship. <laughs> just little I love them so just much. Little rocket parts. <laughs> yeah, little rocket parts. <laughs> <Rocket laughs> <farts>. Amazing.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so and then there's the butcher, the baker. Yeah. The so the maker. Those are
2: the ones that he mentioned in passing. So that is information you know, have. Before uh the sun has even risen. Uh, because you guys are going to take a little bit to actually uh, get there, he said. A couple of hours, you hear uh, a knock on the hull itself—just a dunk, 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 like on the, the the cargo door. I assume you open it.
1: Yes, come in.
2: And you see, <laughs> you you see Doctor Lucius Leggett. He has just too many things for a day trip. So he has like a backpack that has like schematics pouring out the side of it. He has a, a handful of different types of electronics and some kind of toolkit that he has just sort of in his arms as he's cradling it. And his because his hands are are, are busy um, holding all of this stuff, his glasses have slid all the way to the tip of his nose. So he's also leaning his head back a little bit so we can see you. he says, oh, yes, hello. Uh, are we ready to do our little uh, adventure?
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. Are you? Can I help you with do something? Do you need a
2: hand with Oh, a- yes, yes. And uh, Mike, as you just like put out your hand saying, can I help you with some of it, he just dumps half of it into your arms. It's actually quite heavy. Um, it, it's a lot of different types of um, programming equipment, some kinds of just like toolkits that you would be familiar with from your work on some space stations. Um, additionally, uh, in this pile of things is the metometer that he was using before. Um, so that is now in your arms. And he goes, well, excellent. I suppose I'll give you the coordinates. Um, which one of you is the pilot?
0: Uh, hi. Hello.
2: <laughs> uh, I apologize for our uh conversation the other day. I I am aware that I can be perhaps a little callous when it comes to these creatures. Um I've never seen one up close. And uh it's hard for me to internalize sometimes that this was once a living not necessarily breathing, but being um and yes, uh well, I I I I I suppose um apologies for that matter. Um Science tends to try and very look at the cold, hard facts of things rather than the emotional side of it.
1: Yes, well, I appreciate the apology. There are no hard feelings. I also understand how this can be very exciting. I'm a bit of an AI enthusiast myself.
2: Oh, and he brightens up a little bit at that and says, Wonderful. Well, uh, so, and he takes out like a compad that has these coordinates. And he says, well, um, one important note, I don't know where we're going to be able to land. So we'll likely want to head towards these particular coordinates. And then wherever is good to park uh, some clearing or something like that, preferably not in a swamp, um, we can do so. And then we'll probably have to do the rest of that by uh, foot. Or I see you have a, uh, a vehicle that we could perhaps take out. Um, if that is you are so inclined.
1: rat! That was a thing I should have done What's instead up? of the EDI project. I should have fixed the darn vehicle. It was on my list. And I just forgot.
2: Oh yes. It broke. It's not broken. It's it has like taken fragile. some damage. A couple hours. Also, um, you guys have spent the night, so you guys heal back your your character level and HP if you have not already done that. Great. Except for Nona.
1: Except for me. <laughs> I, although uh, I don't Nona, think I got okay. that. Her, I I, I think
2: you all had to do some kind of um, throw because of the explosion.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Can we just I, say that I took the fifteen minutes required yeah, to do yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: No. I, I. I. I have figured that would. Would have definitely been on your
3: list of things to do.
1: I will reduce the. Resources required
3: by the person. Yeah, and if we've got a few hours flying over, Micah can try and do some basic repairs on the ATV while we're in transit. What is doctor wearing? What is doctor wearing? What is doctor wearing?
0: <laughs> is he, like, in a lab coat or does he have no. a back suit? No,
2: so, yeah, he he has taken off the, the lab oh, suit.
0: My. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Doctor.
2: He has these, like, very thick, like, flame-proof, Pants, like almost that you would wear, wear as a um a, f- I was going to say a flamethrower, a firefighter. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and, uh huh. Um, and yeah, so it yeah. looks like
0: he's dressed for like combat. He's not like fresh out of the lab or
2: no. And he he does have some sec- secure clothing like over top of it. And he uh, he notices you checking him out, uh, checking out what he's wearing. <laughs> he and winks. He says, <laughs> Yes, well, uh, the, I, w- we can go over a little bit about this um, during the flight, but the Vistosin wastes are a uh, non uh, water based ecosystem, uh, tends to have a lot of methane and methanol. Uh, so uh, I will, and he procures a couple of these um, breathing masks. Uh, I have procured a couple of breathing masks for us all. Uh, there are um, some odors out there, we should call them, that uh, are unkind to the the human lungs. So uh, wearing this should be completely fine for those purposes. Your skin contact is not all that worrisome. Uh, due to the nature of methane and methanol just sort of being around, uh, fires do start uh, quite regularly. And so perhaps some flame-retardant clothes are in order, which is why I've got these slacks, and he slaps his, his fireman pants. Wonderful. Um, But hopefully we won't have to stay out there too long and hopefully we will not come across anything that ignites any of those um, odors.
0: Are you carrying a weapon?
2: Oh, uh, I I don't really believe I should... You see, I've never trained with a weapon. That's why I've hired you all. Um, I I, I can certainly, uh, if you have one to spare, I can (laughs) take take one. And uh, I am fully aware I, I... Turn off the button in order to make it go and be deadly, and then I just sort of point it at the thing I want dead and then
3: pull the trigger. It, let's keep the safety know, on, yeah. Maybe let's not give him a gun.
1: But <laughs> Are you sure? if we end up separated, that could be bad. I I, I I do
2: not intend to be separated from you, you folks. Um very well, much. Of
1: course not. This is why
2: I I've hired uh you, so that's I would,
0: yeah. I mean, if you're not comfortable. Uh, just stick to Claire. She's, uh, she's a dead shot. And,
2: and he looks over at the small child and she just sort of smiles and waves back at him.
0: Don't let her fool you. <laughs> I <laughs> killed three smokers yesterday.
1: <laughs> She'll murder you as soon as <laughs> look at you. Do you, do you smoke? Bad.
2: <laughs> and he. Uh, he lo-
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Take a moment. <laughs>
0: Claire's really into death.
1: <laughs> so we're no, gonna I, get her like all black Argos. leather. And,
2: like, just... <laughs> I was gonna say because Argos is like sitting next to her, and he's just kind of like eyeing this this new person up. And uh, Doctor Lucius Leggett like, goes, "Oh, you have a puppy. May I, May I pet him, please? <laughs> it's Claire's dog. Yeah, you can do that. So he pets. The I dog.
1: am actively watching this guy to see if he can tell it's a robot.
2: Uh, he, he's, he's not picking them up. It's the, the, the number That's one trick totally to figure not. out if something's <laughs> just, a robot is to pick it up. And if it feels slightly heavier than it probably should be.
1: But okay. No, he <laughs> no, 100% he just, thinks it's a dog.
2: Yeah. He just thinks it, it okay. I, as far as you can tell, he just thinks it's a dog.
1: Okay. All right. Well, you failed my first test.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose we should just get on going then. Tally-ho and all that.
0: Yeah, we'll uh we'll give you
2: the <laughs> tour. Get
1: going before you the more British.
0: <laughs> Uh what was that? We'll give you a tour. Show
1: you oh, where the oh, restrooms thank are. Thank
2: you. Yes, yes. And so you guys, you, you do that. I'm not yeah. going to have you RP that.
1: And I will go while they're doing the tour, do the whole, you know, lift off.
0: Yep. Um These are the pile of blankets that we abuse.
1: <laughs> oh no,
0: right. That we shoot
2: with Very our guns. Sure. <laughs>
0: This is the fire pole that we have to remember exists.
2: <laughs> Here's the smuggler hold where we found
3: Clarence. Not- I mean,
0: Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Wing, you can leave your metometer right there. So,
2: uh, I mean, he he has uh, left all of his stuff out in the the cargo bay. Um, so, Micah, you did see that the metometer was right there in your hands if you wanted to do anything with it. Although Nona is kind of busy with piloting the ship now. Um, Alex is taking, as Alex and Claire take uh, Dr. Lucius Leggett on a little tour.
1: I'm just now, I'm like picturing just doing this to like those shards we found and then just like screaming or something horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to just stealthily do the thing. <laughs>
3: just a Blows blow. up. <laughs> like
1: exactly. I'm just, I've got a sense of foreboding.
3: And uh, we were just rewatching that episode of Steven Universe.
1: We were, yes. <laughs> so that's fucked up. Anyway.
3: Um, yeah, so I'll take his stuff, just kind of <laughs> dump it. <laughs> on the floor i guess if we don't have a better <laughs> place and then go
2: try I mean, he could you have... probably have like some racks or
3: something to put it on yeah so it's I was not just gonna sliding, say, you could sliding have around on the ground
1: Marcus's room now that could just be the guest quarters
3: that's true i guess we have a guest room we
1: just have a rotating we have a celebrity guest on
3: the week, every yeah. week
1: that's where you live
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. so if that's all that's happening there uh No, no, you're given the coordinates. It's just a a couple of hours uh, drive, flight. Um, So you guys send in the coordinates, and Dr. Lucius Leggett has a bit of a mouth on him. As in, not as, as in, he's he's just (laughs) swearing as as a sailor. Talking shit. Um, It just, it's very clear that he has this nervous energy, and how he gets off this nervous energy is by talking. So he's constantly talking the entire way over. And he goes into a little bit about um, the, the the history of Phistos and the Phistosan wastes. And so he goes like, well, you know how I, I described how um, this uh, this planet was originally probably not four people. And he keeps going. And there was a, a colony ship, which a uh, uh, letter's Parents or grandparents or whatever or the, the ancestors of Aletta uh came over and um it crashed into the 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 planet itself and the the terraforming um, generator on that um, that particular ship just started going haywire and spilling out all of the the water and that's why there's that big ass lake in the middle of Phistos. Oh. You see, yes, <laughs> at the bottom of said lake is that. Colony ship and it's 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 quite deep underwater. No one's had tried to get out after it after quite a while, um, and uh, so the first the first couple of centuries or uh, decades after the crash, there was a lot of infighting, and each of the different groups sort of fractured off of each other and found the different me- uh, mega factories, and that's sort of how we have Fisto's today. And there were some treks into the Fisto's and wastes and. Awful, terrible things, sort of, I've, I've heard from uh, a letter. Um, most, mostly legends, you know? Yeah. Yes.
0: Have you had a coffee this morning? Oh, no. This is just <laughs> raring to go. At 5 a.m.
3: Yes. I envy you.
0: <laughs> That's very impressive.
3: And periodically, from, like, underneath the ATV with Micah as her toolkit, it's just like, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> as he's going on and on and on, like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Are you are you fixing the thing for me while I'm driving? That's
3: what I was planning to do. Yeah, oh, what a pal! I can fix stuff.
1: Yeah, you can.
3: So, uh, so this was a. <laughs>
1: I meant it to be enthusiastic.
0: <laughs> so this was a ship from the Terran Mandate,
1: presumably that
0: came out. So well, uh...
2: possibly. You see, um, uh, the pre-scream, there was uh, a, a, a Terran Mandate was a, a, a long-forgotten um, governmental body. You see, um, when. Uh, humans and Ursum and Torc colonized the, these these different systems. This was part of the the second wave. So the the first wave was using primarily spike drives. And it turns out, as you go farther and farther out, it's it's a lot harder for some central governor, uh, central governing body, to uh, actually govern. If it takes a year in order to get to one end of its one end of its empire, so to speak. And so um, it certainly was a, a powerful force and believed that it was the authority for all life at some point. Um, and so that's why there are systems out here near the outer rim of uh, the, this 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 empire, so to speak, quote unquote, because it never really was an empire. But uh, the Terran Mandate believed they were still under their... Uh, jurisdiction and the people here did not and so they sometimes took they did things that the terran mandate didn't particularly like and the terran mandates um did things that they did not particularly like particularly attacking them and destroying their research and mm-hmm. whatnot but the terran mandate i would assume is very very dead after the the scream they relied very heavily on uh, psionics and the psionic tech
0: interesting yes yeah. great Um, it's funny to me that, well, that was the one colonizing ship or the others. So was it like every city came from just kind of this blood feud from this one ship that crashed?
2: Yes. So, um, as far as I understand it, the, the crash happened, and already then, uh, quite a few people died in in the crash itself. When they woke up, they woke up to a place where terraforming had not been, uh, Performed on it, and it was a methane methanol based ecosystem with awful, awful creatures. And um, I think ninety percent of them of the the original crew or the the cryo sleep sleeping colonizers um, only ten percent of it made it out the, the first year. And from there, groups sort of splintered. And when one found one factory, they and took it for themselves leaving the others out and the others eventually found the other ones Hmm. And so these different companies grew from those different mega factories started doing things and then starships being able to be found and created and um visiting and so there was then interstellar trade which was very useful for the different mega factories yes
0: if it wasn't five a.m., I would offer you a beer or something But um, Water, we just we just got a new pipe system and it's great. Oh, excellent! I will certainly here. have some water.
2: You see, there there are some very fascinating uh, stories oh, around think... the Fustarsen uh-huh. Waste. There is, um, well, due to the fact that people <laughs> were going out into the Fustarsen Waste. Without, as you like, pour here. him the water. Here's
0: your water. <laughs> yes. It, oh,
2: thank you. Yes, yes. It, it, so they, they go out to the Vistosin Waste, and because methane can cause some irregularities within the, the, the brain and seeing things and hallucinations and all of that, there's some absolutely fascinating legends about the Stoss and Waste moving mountains, pools of liquids that, that, if you sleep by them, will take your life as you, as you sleep uh diseases that can cause the body to petrify as it's still living as no well way. as a grand obsidian mausoleum in the in the in the Fistassen wastes uh that
0: holds apparently the devil himself it's just Absolutely
2: oh God, fascinating.
1: So they're next. You know how
0: you sleep next to water and it stabs you
1: <laughs> and it seals your wallet and goes really up. it shakes you and it mugs you. And then
0: they're like, the devil did it. <laughs> no, it's the water. God. Doctor, you should really drink that. You don't want to be dehydrated before we oh. even get to the desert. Oh, yes,
2: absolutely. And he downs it quite. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get you another one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. I-,
0: I showed you where the restroom is, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. thank okay. you very much. Whenever you need it. Feel free to just get up and leave.
2: <laughs>
1: leave. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be here. I'm driving, and I, for one, find this all fascinating.
2: Yeah, and so he 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 continues going on about like the history about different true AI, and
1: I actually did have a question yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to know what the odds were of finding, in in his opinion, the odds of finding an intact true AI somewhere else on the planet.
2: On the planet itself.
1: Well, you said there were, you know.
2: Well, yes, there, there are. There were four factories that that the, the 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 colonizers were able to find. All of them, as as far as I understand it, had um, shattered true AI core. Um, considering the fact that we found these four, it just in the middle of of nowhere, and only around the ring that most humans could go. It's very possible that there's something out there in the wastes, um, lying undiscovered for quite some time. I um, part of the reason why I want to go out and see where these receivers are going to and from. It's possible that these these true AI were trying to communicate. Well, we're trying to. We're we're actually communicating with one another and saying, "Oh, well, we're up on our quota on this or down on our quota on this." So they would have to ramp up production in one site or ramp it down in another, and so they were probably constantly talking to one another. And it's possible that if we go to this this location, we'll find a relay relay tower that um, points us to where some of these signals could have gone and perhaps find undiscovered um, and perhaps still alive true AI. It's part of the reason why I wanted to go out here and see.
0: Any chance we'll find the devil out here, Doctor?
2: (laughs) Oh, it's a thing of myth. It's the, The only thing out here are... Screamers and whelps and worms and smokers and oh, those awful, awful spitters. There's probably more out there, but those are the ones that we are. Uh, uh,
1: those are the ones that Jeff has about. statted out so far.
2: <laughs> <laughs> those are the ones that the DM has actually uh, written uh, into this into existence. But we reserve the
1: right for more, more horrors. monstrosities. I'm like sorry, my devil. brain my
2: brain
0: started to hurt. <laughs> um. Great. So, what's what's uh what's your wind condition, Doctor? What is uh when will you be happy with this trip? What would what would be a success in your eyes?
2: Well, there's certainly the sh- the short term goals. The short term goals is to investigate this particular location and see if there are signals that went to other parts of Fistos and then investigate those locations and see if we can find any more information about what lived here or, um, and performed work here. And I hope that it leads us to something that is perhaps an intact true AI. And my life's goal is to, in one way or another, eventually be able to create them. Um,
0: All right, so to find something out there at the end of this data road, that's that's the hope. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's hope that we do. All
2: right. And looking out of the cockpit, and you guys are are flying. This this transition has happened over hours at this point, but there was very it was very clear, very green. You saw like actual trees, animals that you like would associate with like Earth and Terran stuff. So like deer and different types of like cows and rodents and stuff like that, just running through valleys and stuff. And as you get farther and farther in the Vistocinoise, that green hue of everything, that chlorophyll starts to gray out. eventually at first it was just, it gets brown and then it's gray. And it's different shades of these, this gray and brown and uh, mud and clay. And as you get farther and farther into this, there's just a haze that seems to go over a lot uh, of the the ground area of this part of Fisto's. And eventually, Nona, you notice that hey, we are we're getting close to our destination. And you look below you, and it is just thick smoke. Uh, you are able to locate uh, an area of uh, a clearing almost, and it. On the uh, the graphs that you're able to get from the cockpit, it is stable enough ground to actually land, and so you guys land and touch down. You open up your cargo bay, and you just see it. It looks like a what what a forest would look like after it was burned down. So there are very clearly these these non or these these living organisms that are the 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 floor of this the Phistocin waste, but there are no leaves and the trunks themselves are just these big outstretched rocks almost. And you notice that from the tops of these rocks, just wisps of smoke sort of fly into the air, slowly float into the air, causing this haze. And the clearing that you found was was free of, of these these these. Trees almost, these Fistosin trees, leaking out this, this haze. And you take a look around, and you're going to have to go in there <laughs> next time. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it with
0: a laser. <laughs> yeah, quick, shoot it.
2: Cause everything
1: to explode. <laughs> oh my god. You... No, we'll do that at the beginning of next session. Keep you on your toes. Just get rid I'd of that. i would blow scroll. it up.
3: Just Blow up this entire half I'm of the planet. Blow it up. <laughs> I want the. World to uh, I can make
0: these <laughs>